Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Amazing Grace Podcast. I'm Grace Molesky, and today I'm joined by Maddie Phelps and Tara Watson. Welcome, Tara and Maddie. How are you guys? Thank you. Great. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm excited to do this podcast today. <laughs> so today we're discussing anxiety, stress, and just being uncomfortable and how much it affects someone and some of the good and bad coping mechanisms that go with it because not everyone knows how to cope with it well. So, what is anxiety or stress, or how does it affect you guys in your life today? You want to go first, Maddie? Yeah, I can. Um, Anxiety to me is being overly stressed out even when there's nothing to be stressed about. Uh, Sometimes I'll just be laying in bed and feeling like something's wrong, or something's out of place, or something bad will happen, even though I've done all my homework for the day, or I've gotten (laughs) through a day of school, work, and cheer um, and I'll still be stressed out so for me anxiety is just always around me and it can be overwhelming on a day-to-day basis yeah like kind of Maddie said it's like a like a little guy in your head that's like everyone's telling you you should be fine like you're good you know you're on track you're doing everything right but there's like something just holding you back from feeling that like sense of like accomplishment Mm -hmm. yeah okay well um, occasionally anxiety, it, occasional anxiety is an expected part of life. Like everyone gets anxious. Uh, you might feel anxious when faced with a problem at work, before taking a test, or before making an important decision. But anxiety disorders involve more than temporary worry or fear. For a person with an anxiety disorder, the anxiety does not go away and can get worse over time. The symptom, symptoms can interfere with daily activities such as job performance, schoolwork, and relationships. There are several types of anxiety disorders, including generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and various phobia-related disorders, which this came from National Institute of (coughs) Mental Health. So basically, Mm -hmm. it affects your, like, people will say they have, people that don't have anxiety will say they have anxiety when they get very anxious for something, but, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect them throughout their whole life. Like, people with anxiety, it affects their whole life all the time through little tasks, not just yeah. a big test. Mm-hmm. So, occasional anxiety is normal. So, if you feel that, that's normal, but you're not, like, you don't have anxiety. You're just anxious. And then the Mayo Clinic uh, said that causes of anxiety disorders aren't fully understood. Life experiences such as trauma- traumatic events appear to trigger anxiety disorders and people who are already prone to anxiety, or people can also inherit traits of anxiety, which can also be a huge factor of it. Mm -hmm. So I did a couple of polls on my Instagram, which if you participated, thank you. But um, I asked, do you have anxiety or are you an anxious person? And 77 people said yes, and 23% 23 said no, which is 185 people said yes and 55 people said no which i feel like is a big number of people either being anxious or just stressed out and may maybe don't know how to deal with it or they think they're they have anxiety but they actually don't that's why we're doing this podcast right um well my take on that is i think that everybody has anxiety at points um but it's a matter of can you deal with it properly or can how well you can handle that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gets to a point where if you can't handle it, then maybe you should see a doctor. Maybe you should see if there's a better way for you to yeah. 
approach that or deal with that on a day-to-day basis. Um, But I think everybody has anxiety at different points in their life. So I think that's why a lot of people said yes, but I don't feel like a lot of people are educated on it enough Mm -hmm. to know that maybe it's not anxiety. They just get anxious every now Mm -hmm. and then for certain things, especially because a lot of the people that we know right now, it's a very anxious Anxious time time for all of us seniors right now. So, I mean, it's just a matter of how well you can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can't deal with it properly and it is overwhelming and way too much, then yes, maybe seek some actual medical help and yeah. recommendations yeah and not only that but like some people just flat out have it worse than others mm-hmm. you know like i mean your home life is very you know it, it affects your mental health a lot so things like that and like what you do outside of school and i mean if you have problems at work constantly like you're gonna have more anxiety than another person you know mm-hmm. and if it runs in your family i mean yeah yes it's also genetic and then i also asked my instagram um how have you ever had a panic or anxiety attack which 67% said yes and 33% said no which is 159 people said yes and 80 people said no so those are the people on no is more than people like that don't have anxiety but like most of the time I talk to the counselors about this and I'll get to it later about what an panic attack actually is like you'll go like you'll lose your train of thought you won't know really what's happening you won't be able to talk you'll be hyperventilating yeah that's the word (laughs) so I'll, i'll get to that later in the podcast but just that's a huge number of people that have actually had a panic attack or an anxiety attack yeah that's ridiculous (laughs) that's insane which means they probably don't have a very good coping mechanism to help their yeah, anxiety. Some people can bottle it up so much to the point where they do have one of those and that so goes back to what I said like mm-hmm. um, just depends on if you can handle it or not mm-hmm. and if you can't then there's nothing wrong with actually getting help for it mm-hmm. um, but that is a big That's number a of people yeah, that have number. experienced something like that. And yeah. then I mm-hmm. also asked them how badly does anxiety affect you on a daily basis and uh, 220 people answered, which I was very surprised of how many people actually took this survey seriously. Um, but it was a little over 50%. Hmm. So, which... What was the question again? Um, how badly does it affect you oh. on a daily basis? So, like... Like bad or good? Badly. Like, bad. Yeah. So, like, 50% say that it affects me, like, badly throughout my day. Which is a lot, especially since I'm asking mainly Ever, our yeah. age some adults but just being able to go to school like it affects you that much like mm-hmm. school's extremely stressful i mean the last podcast that i did with you where we talked about school and mm-hmm. mental health issues that correlate with school yeah i mean yes and this is a very very well, stressful so mu- time so for a lot of people yep. that come with school so people just put more stress on themselves than what they need and I'm one for I put more stress on myself and I have higher expectations for me than anyone else does like you might have an expectation for me but my expectation is like 10 times higher than what you have for me yeah on top of that we're all trying to figure out where we want to go to school right now and I mean out of state in state whatever like we're all going to be away from home Mm -hmm. you know we're trying to figure out our lives we're 17 18 years old and you know like we're expected to have this big plan for our future I mean 
that's like the question everyone asks like oh what are you what are your plans for yeah, next year what like are you yeah and then when you say i have no idea yet they look at you like you're crazy yeah, yeah like then you they're like, like oh months. i guess it's fine right, right? like so you I mean, don't need to know everything right now yeah look, your eyes are telling me different <laughs> yeah you're judging me so <laughs> i think i do i think that actually for me like personally at least that's made me extremely anxious you know right. trying to figure all that stuff out and i'm sure that everyone else is in the same boat as me right now you know yeah well i'm just kind of stressed about how like this upcoming year is gonna go like how like how am i supposed to be away from my parents for that long like i know i can <laughs> call them and visit them but like they're my best friends or like my boyfriend he's going to a different college like how's that gonna go right. or mm-hmm. like it's just like stuff to stress about kind of make me overthink about but like starting a new life Huh? Yeah. Starting new lives. Like this chapter's ending and the next one is beginning and we don't have a single answer. And it's answer. a completely different ball game yeah. too. Yeah. This chapter is I'm nothing like what we've experienced before. Yeah. It will be all new territory for mm-hmm. everybody. And so I think that a lot, especially seniors, they get very anxious or stressed about it or yeah. they overthink about it or they just let it consume them. And that's I think we've all just gotten very comfortable too. Like yeah. uh, we come to school. I I know most of the teachers here. Mm-hmm. I know my schedule. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. Mm-hmm. I have an agenda. Yeah. And now I am going somewhere where I don't know anyone. Anything. I don't know anything. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> like, so yeah, we're, yeah, so we're that back to going to be a little overwhelming. We're back to the being the babies. Yeah, yeah. the beginning. Yeah. But so I discussed with my counselors um, to get more of a sense of how anxiety affects students here because we don't know what's happening in other people's lives like we see what they put out but like they actually like if you are struggling with anxiety you most likely have talked to your counselor before or you see them so like they just kind of get a sense of more of the students that do struggle with it and so I'm just going to sum up the discussion we had um, students have uh, go in there crying, stressed out, and they say that they are having an anxiety attack, but they aren't. Um, they're just experiencing discomfort, which is a big thing that we talked about with the counselors. Um, they said that when you're able to talk about and say that you're actually having an anxiety attack, you're most likely not. You're just experiencing major discomfort, and you're very anxious, but mm-hmm. you're not having an anxiety attack. Um, they are they're anxious and a little overwhelmed but they're able to talk to them and they know that it isn't actually an anxiety attack because when you're actually having one you're hyperventilating you can't speak it feels like you have an elephant on your chest you can't move and you aren't completely aware of your surroundings so when people go in there and they're like i'm having an anxiety attack that like just crying overwhelmed they're like take a deep breath like what are you nervous about and they kind of have a solution so they don't feel like many students actually struggle with an anxiety disorder they just struggle with coping when they are anxious or overwhelmed and i mean it's just a s- the simple matter of not being educated no one is educated enough on it yeah and no one talks about how uneducated we are on mm-hmm. it and it's it's a hard thing to talk about because it's feelings it's emotions it's not something like oh you're supposed to feel like this you're supposed to you know you can't really describe anything like that that's uh, that's what it is is just people being uneducated not to gatekeep anxiety or anything you know like and that's another problem is people who are diagnosed by doctors will kind of go through and be like well you don't have anxiety if you're not diagnosed with a doctor but I mean there's so many factors that go into it if your parents don't believe in mental health or like Mm -hmm. 
you know, like you can't go to a doctor if your parents your par- are like, yeah, or your no. parents don't want to even get you medicine yeah. to begin with. There's people with that. Yeah. But um, we also discuss anxiety in an everyday battle. It affects your sleep, your eating habits, basic day-to-day things. Um, it's not anxiety when you're freaking out about a test or a speech or a game. That is just you being anxious, which is a part of life. Some people get more anxious than others. Some people handle anxiety better than others. And that's kind of another thing we talked about. And then we also discussed how society tries to fix everything about everyone so they're perfect. Um, so that they're happy. So, mm-hmm. like, when you're a little kid, you're crying because someone stole your ball. <laughs> and so your parents get you a new ball to make you happy. Yeah. And that that's to fix the problem. But they never let you, as you're growing up, deal with discomfort or being that stressed or, like, overwhelmed. They don't let you deal with it. They just try to fix you. Like, right. they just want to make you happy. So, as a parent basis, like, we grow up and our life is very, very good. And, like, our parents don't try to make everything perfect in our lives. Or they do try to make everything perfect in our lives. And then we get to this age. And then when something doesn't go right or we're anxious or overwhelmed, we don't know how to deal with it because our parents can't fix the issue. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why a lot of teenagers, you know, they, they go to drugs or alcohol or things yeah. like that. It's because they feel, like, emotions like that and they don't want to deal with it. And so they're just like, okay, well, this will help, you know? Which like is a terrible coping mechanism. Yeah, it's horrible. It, it doesn't help. <laughs> it's completely horrible. Yeah. Um, and then we also, last thing we talked about, we talked about how there's a difference between being anxious <coughs> and having anxiety, and there's a difference between having a panic attack and just experiencing discomfort. Right. So you can be overwhelmed and you can be anxious, but is that really you having an anxiety attack? Like, there's certain signs that go with anxiety attack when you're having one. Is there a difference between having a panic attack and an anxiety attack? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I feel like, because, I mean, like, I wouldn't describe... I don't really think they're... I think they're similar. There's also a nervous breakdown, yeah. too. Yes. Like, yeah, it's yeah. all, I think, correlated to the same thing. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then I also asked... Um, I personally think that society uses the word anxiety very loosely. It's too much. Well, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. we, like someone's like, oh, I have anxiety. But you don't. You're just feeling really anxious or overwhelmed. And so I feel like it makes it worse for people that actually struggle with anxiety because they're like, I'm actually struggling with anxiety. But everyone says I have, like, yeah, so I it's have like anxiety. And to the point where it's almost mainstreamed yeah. now. Yeah. It's too yeah. much, like, up for interpretation. Trendy, yeah. So, like, I feel like society needs to like i like that we talk about mental health Mm -hmm. and because we used to not like when my dad was growing up and probably when your parents were growing up if they were crying or if they were like mad they just got a spanking like they're like shut up like stop crying and like you're not allowed to cry nothing's wrong with you this generation 100 percent is very pampered yes yeah very much and And the social media doesn't help Uh, yes (laughs) yes but like we also are able to talk about it now like we're aware of mental health but i feel like everyone uses that as an excuse so it's like kind of like it doesn't help but it helps you know i'll say this though too because um in the speech that i gave in my speech class last semester um there was something that i had said really well uh like i was talking with a friend about something similar to this and Mm -hmm. she was saying how she thinks that mental health issues depression anxiety um, is very mainstreamed and practically yeah. trendy nowadays. But 
I also think that I could disagree just because of how much pressure, like we just talked about, is put on adolescents before yeah. entering adulthood. I mean, kid, the classes that we are having to take um, are not helping us to find ourselves or our interests mm-hmm. or what we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. The classes that we are being forced to take, the APs, I mean, parents even forcing you to take these hard, hard classes. I mean, and you're getting ready to enter this new chapter of your life and you have no idea what you like, what you're passionate about, your skill set. It is extremely, extremely stressful. And it's no wonder that kids are being diagnosed left and right with clinical depression and anxiety disorders because of how much weight is on their shoulders. So it could go both ways, but I do agree with the social media and how pampered Mm -hmm. this generation is that it also is a whole different uh, ball game I guess with mental health issues Um, just because I think the second that we feel some kind of discomfort oh it's it's I have anxiety yeah you know everybody's super super quick to assume um, and there's so many things to help with that now so the second we feel some kind of discomfort, I feel mm-hmm. we're so quick to be like, oh, I need to we, get that fixed immediately. Yeah. I cannot feel ha- this. Which kind of happened to us when we were kids, too. Yeah. Like, we, like, they just fixed the problem instead right. of letting us deal with that emotion. And, like, kind of like what she just said, I, I listened to a podcast, a David Dobrik podcast, um, a couple months ago. And he was talking about how everyone can communicate on social media, how interesting that is. Because if you think about it, something that you can't really explain you know like a feeling like a oh i'm anxious like what is this feeling that Mm -hmm. i'm feeling you go to social media and you talk about it and everyone's like oh my gosh i feel like that too like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. we all must be like we all must have anxiety but like back then like that was something that like you couldn't go to social media about like you just kind of felt alone Mm -hmm. you know and like you're just like okay well i'm gonna deal with this because i can't like i don't know who i'm supposed to talk to about this yeah you know like so that kind of thing where it's like uh, we just have so much, like, we have so many resources now that it makes it difficult for people to know if they're actually, like, sick, yeah. you know, like, because it is, it is an illness, I don't, yeah. like, it is, it's a really, really hard illness to deal with, and yeah. I mean, I've seen, like, people lose battles to depression every day, and, like, it's because they either don't feel safe talking about it, or, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's different for everybody because some people just can't talk about it because they don't know how to talk Express about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or and or some people do feel like, you know, because that is such a, like a thing where people th- think that if you aren't diagnosed clinically, then like, you know. Yeah. Which most people that have like an anxiety disorder is either on medicine or they talk to a therapist. But yeah. I mean, that's again, not everybody because like. What not everybody can do that and not yeah. everybody has the support behind that yeah. too mm-hmm. because we're all so young right now we do have to have like parental approval yes. for that kind mm-hmm. of thing and if you've gone through high school with your parents not believing in therapists or mental health yeah. issues then you're kind of trapped with okay I have to figure out a way to deal with this and yes. then it progressively gets worse and yes. then so which it can spiral out which mm-hmm. leads to our coping mechanisms because <laughs> Right. Everyone deals with it differently in a similar way or just completely wrong, which I I guess there's not really a wrong way. It just doesn't – it's not really healthy for you. There is. There's definitely wrong ways to cope. I agree. I think there's definitely some terrible ways to cope. um, Whether it's anxiety or you're experiencing discomfort or you're just anxious, everyone needs to be able to cope with it well. Um, 
I asked my Instagram what their favorite coping mechanisms were and what their least favorite least favorite were and this is what I got so some of the good ones um, going to the gym working out going to work their sport lifting running yoga just exercise in general um, I got driving music driving with music amazing <laughs> actually uh, breathing techniques which our counselors talked to us about in Royer way um, taking a walk taking a hot bath just sleeping which could also be used as procrastination or not or yeah like <coughs> avoidance sometimes though the only serenity that you get and the only break that you can get from like your brain is when so you are asleep, asleep. Mm -hmm. i mean personally speaking it's so hard and that's why people i mean sleeping is the number one like symptom of depression because it's not that you're tired i think i personally and I, i'm no doctor but i honestly think it's because it's the only break you get mm -hmm. like you don't feel any sort of way you're just sleeping. you know what i'm saying so yeah. i don't know i get what you're saying Maddie. and then um talking to people which is good for some people but i also got on my least on the least favorite side talking to people too so it's really yeah on the person like the person you are like if you like talking to people Perfect. if you know how to express it versus if you don't if you're more introverted you want to keep to yourself like some people like to talk some people don't um uh alone time people like alone time to just gather themselves um mm. removing themselves from a situation that is making them very anxious can be helpful which i agree with that so just i move myself from a certain situation i felt like relief um journaling is a big one i used to write all the time <laughs> And I absolutely too. love writing, and I know Maddie does too. She writes, and Tara writes all yeah, the time. Like I do. we write, that's uh, like so crazy. <laughs> pencil on paper, like not like no, yeah. I give, p typing it out on. There's your notes. something really, really peaceful and beautiful about almost romanticizing the horrible things in yeah. your yeah. life. Um, I personally like write and not necessarily poems but I like to be poetic about the mm -hmm. horrible things that go on in my life or some of the things that I struggle with and I like making it something beautiful to look at and yeah. something worth reading and it almost makes me feel better about the situation and yeah. this is well, cause this like, has happened to me poetry, and it's gonna make me who I am yeah with also like writing poetry like you make it more dramatic so like yeah. I like dramatizing yeah, yeah. which sure. looking at something very dramatic then you look back at it, look at it back at your life and you're like well it's not as bad as I wrote it like it's not as bad as that so like no, that comparison yeah. that kind of creates a relief and also part, part of it for me is kind of like okay maybe if I put this in a certain words people will understand me mm -hmm. more yeah. because I think that's very like that's what poetry is you know mm -hmm. kind of you read a poem and you're like, dang, that's a good poem. Like, and you get you know? some satisfaction out of that too, though. Like when you write something that mm -hmm. you're feeling and it comes out in just the right way and you get to express your feelings just the way that you want mm -hmm. to, there is something so relieving and about something, that. Writing something that only you really understand is a cool thing because people read it. And I mean, even if you don't share it, but people could read it and interpret it in whatever way they felt, you know. Yeah. I like think they that's could be like, oh, I feel that, or like, I get that. No, like, yeah. that makes complete and sense. And it, it could mean something completely different yeah. to them than it does to you. I think that's what's so beautiful about poetry and that kind of thing. That's or like really just cool. journaling. 
in general yeah. like mm-hmm. being able like if you want to share what you wrote because right. i like after i write something good i'm like oh dang like that's that's pretty good so i share it like mm-hmm. normally with my closest friends they're like wow yeah i get embarrassed i'm like okay i'm gonna write this and then i'm gonna put it in my closet with all the other my things friends that I've are like <laughs> you are so dramatic <laughs> and i'm like well I well think i remember we used to share like stuff that we wrote I mean, all the time and we'd yeah. be like yeah. Oh yeah, we would be like, "Dang, that's good." Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm. Same. We would There's write letters people, to people. I think if you get it, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then another good coping mechanism that someone uh, said was grounding, which they place their hands and their feet on a flat surface, and they breathe until they regain control. Yeah, that's like yoga almost. Yeah. I like that actually. Yeah. That's really cool. Which, I mean, I was like, "Oh, that's actually nice." That's like, genius. Yeah. Favorite. Grounding. So that could help. That if you're looking for a said good that. coping mechanism. And then I also, <laughs> a lot of people said drawing, which is right up Maddie's field. She <laughs> loves to draw, and she's a very mm-hmm. good she's a very good artist. Um, doodling, which is more up my alley because <laughs> my doodles look like a kindergartner. And then there's just coloring and painting. Like, there's just something about, like, an actual pen on a piece of paper that is so helpful. It's, like, satisfying. Like, like you... It I, goes hand-in-hand hand with journaling, I yeah. think. Uh I think painting, uh, especially painting for me, I think it's a great way to get your emotions expressed that nobody else can understand mm-hmm. at all. Sometimes not even you. It's not even words. It is a picture filled yeah. with your emotions and everything that you have been feeling anxious about, stressed about, upset about. Mm-hmm. It all goes into a piece of paper and it comes out to be something beautiful, beautiful and something that you are proud of. Mm-hmm. All of those feelings and emotions and how awful they have made you as a person and how awful they've made you feel yeah. get put out onto this piece of paper and you are proud of it yeah i don't know and i you think don't well have, you don't have to explain it to anybody no either. no they know? just like, look at it and they're like people oh, look at my good. paintings and my drawings and they're like goodness you need help <laughs> and i'm like Day you've been through something. yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> well uh, my take on art is and i mean people art is so subjective to everybody but my take on art is that it never for me, it never comes from happiness. It's always from stress. It's always from anxiety. It's always from me being upset or depressed. Mm-hmm. And it goes into a canvas and it comes mm-hmm. out to be something that I'm proud of. And that gives me so much satisfactory. Yeah. Like I'm so satisfied with what I did with my emotions. Mm-hmm. And that for me is my number one healthy coping mechanism is I take all of these bottled up feelings and put them onto a canvas and, and I make it something that I'm proud of. Yeah. Which is very helpful, but another thing I think people like to either draw or paint or color or write, it's because, like, you don't have to talk about it. Like, Mm -hmm. you can just voice it onto a piece of paper, and, like, you have control of the paintbrush or the pen. And a lot of people that get anxious or overwhelmed easily or just stressed out, they feel like they don't have control of their life. Yeah. And having that control on that piece of paper is very helpful. It just kind of brings you a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. For me also, it gives you something else to focus on. Mm-hmm. When I have a canvas in front of me and I have paints and a paintbrush, mm-hmm. there's nothing else in the world that I'm worried about other than that painting and how it looks and just the right things that I want to do or portray or get across from this painting. Mm-hmm. I am only concerned with that. So normally, I mean, everything flies over my head and I'm not thinking about everything wrong with my life and I'm just focused on this painting and colors and uh, all of uh, the above on the other end of that I would say I'm pretty creative but whenever I have a canvas and paint in front of me I get stressed out 
I'm like, I, you know, because I want it to look perfect, mm-hmm. you know, like what I'm doing. And if it doesn't look right, then I'm like freaking Sometimes out. Sometimes I can get like that too. Uh, it's something that you learn and it's a process. Uh, something that's helped me is like practice really does make perfect. Mm-hmm. So the more <laughs> that I practice painting, the better I will get. It's like that mm-hmm. with any sports. It's yeah. Some people are just really naturally talented, but that also is like sports. Some people are just naturally good at something mm-hmm. and some people have to learn. So, I mean, it's taken me years to get to the point that I'm at now, but um, that's why I steer away from doing, like, landscapes and things like that, the realism Mm -hmm. part of uh, art and painting because it stresses me out. If my landscape idea doesn't look the way that I wanted it Mm -hmm. to in my head, then I crumble it up and I'm like, I I can't. (laughs) I'm so mad at myself. That's awful. I shouldn't paint ever again. So I've learned what I like to paint and I've learned my style of painting. It's just something that you learn. Um, So that's why I do like the abstract portraits with realistic features to it Mm -hmm. um, because it's not stressful. Uh, It can look any way that I want it to. It, it doesn't have to be perfect either. It can honestly, it's just like journaling. It can just stay in your closet, Tara, and you don't ever have to show anybody <laughs> yeah. it because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. embarrassing or not. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just, I prefer physical activity whenever right. I'm feeling. Everyone's different I, too. Yeah. I go to the gym. I actually um, got a gym membership about four months ago, and I've been consistently going for four months now, almost, I think. And I've never been happier in my entire life, you know? I've always had, like, a part, like, something in me was just missing, you know? And I didn't feel, like, satisfied with myself or I wasn't comfortable with being by myself ever. And, like, I, you know, I, pu- I put up a front that I was. Like, everyone believed me for a yeah. whole year or two. Um, <clears throat> but going to the gym and, you know, just, like, for an hour or two hours or sometimes I'll even stay there for three or four <laughs> um it's just like I'm here right now I'm bettering myself you know and whether Confidence whether thing. yeah mm-hmm. it's like um nothing matters like yeah. kind of thing you know like a lot of people can be really uncomfortable in their own skin so I think yeah. it's really good that you're now comfortable in your own skin which mm-hmm. is why I think that the best as so many people have said that exercise is the best coping mechanism it's different for everybody but that's why it's number one recommended is to get up and do something work out take a walk because you can feel so much better about yourself and you can feel very accomplished yes and every time that every time that I feel stressed out or anxious I go to the gym and immediately afterwards I mean (laughs) yes whenever I'm on my way home I think about all the things that I have to do when I get home and I get stressed out Mm -hmm. But the anxiety that I felt a year ago today is gone. I am completely, like, healed almost just (laughs) from, like, yes, I do. I have problems sleeping still, you know, like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But I was really bad a year ago, and things were not going well for me. (laughs) But I'm just – things are so much better now, and it's because I think I kind of found what worked for me Mm -hmm. coping-wise. to cope and deal with what you're feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is great. But there's also a lot of people that do not know how to cope with it, which leads us to our bad coping mechanisms or just stuff that doesn't work for people, which could work for you. But the first two on the list are definitely some no-goes that do not work at all, which is drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of an avoidance. Like, that stuff, like, 
makes you not feel it. And I think for me, I, I don't. This is this might hurt some people's feelings, but emotionally, like it literally, it bothers me whenever people tell me that they drink or they smoke because it makes them feel better because I've worked so hard you know Mm -hmm. to just you know like get myself to a good spot and Mm -hmm. do it in a healthy way and the fact that people just kind of take the easy way out like that just frustrates me sometimes because I'm like I understand an addiction is an addiction yeah Mm -hmm. like I totally get that I've had I have addiction runs in my family you know like that kind of thing but it's just frustrating because there are so many beautiful, healthy, perfectly normal ways to cope with anxiety and depression. And Sometimes it's just easier, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Some no, people I don't understand like how to work that hard. Some people also, I think, are just so down bad where <laughs> it's like, I yeah. need to feel better and I need to feel better now because this is not working for me yeah. and no it's not good and it is not healthy and people should really strive for better and want more for themselves mm-hmm. but sometimes I mean not that it's inevitable um, but you always have a choice you yeah. always do yeah. mm-hmm. but, but I also feel like some people use it just to like avoid their feelings like because the healthy coping mechanisms like you're still dealing with how, what you're feeling but like with that like you don't like you just avoid it and so i don't feel like they're actually coping they're more of avoidance which is another bad coping mechanism is just to avoid what i don't think anybody that honestly like smokes or drinks thinks that it's a healthy coping mechanism i'm sure they feel absolutely awful about it and definitely ashamed yeah Mm -hmm. um that's also another thing that needs to be talked about is getting those people like they if they choose to get help um getting them proper help you know Mm -hmm. from doctors not just okay your friends are gonna hold you accountable to not smoke and drink like no they're not because whenever you're alone they can't you know like I don't know just that kind of thing I feel like is really important because there's a lot of kids in our grade that struggle with like and all the other grades below us too oh yeah all the grades below us too but they're like another a couple of other bad coping mechanisms that we have that people said was nail biting Mm. Um, lip biting, uh, chewing on their shirts, (laughs) and then scalp scratching, and which is more like I do that. (laughs) I do that really bad. Like just like onto your body, like feeling, putting stuff what you're feeling onto your body. I guess. Yeah. Feeling the pain that you feel in your head. Feeling it in your lip, like biting your lip. Like, I feel like that's what people are doing when they say that that's how they cope with it. Yeah. Which could end up hurting you at some point. It's a, yeah, it's the same reason that people cut when they have depression. It's because they're putting their pain into another place. Yeah. Or, which which is not healthy at all. And it's terrible, but. That's how, how some people cope. Yeah. And then there is avoidance, which I've talked about. Just avoiding what you're feeling. Um, stress eating is. That's a big one. Yeah. Which. I feel one like of my favorites. Or not eating. Or not eating, which anxiety messes Stress with your eating habits. Eating yeah, it's is so bad. So common, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, I mean, that's why 90% of the population is like, when you make a certain meal, that's like, that's a comfort food. Mm-hmm. Because it makes you feel good. So food mm-hmm. makes you feel good. Uh, certain kinds of food make you feel good. Uh, like when I'm upset or stressed out, 
you there's always food you mm-hmm. always yeah. can turn to food and <laughs> you can eat and makes you yeah. feel better so i mean I, I am the opposite i get so stressed out sometimes that i can't even think about trying to get a meal down yeah like you just lose your appetite <coughs> well yeah. when i get like stressed about a test like when i'm anxious about how i'm gonna do i'm like on a math test and i'm studying for it i'm like i need a Reese cup <laughs> like i turn to chocolate i'm like chocolate's gonna help me learn right normally stuff. when i'm that yeah. like if it's like an anxiety thing or if i'm really really stressed about something say like giving a speech in my speech class i couldn't get anything down that day yeah i would my stomach would be too uh, like in a knots, mess like curled yeah up. Yeah. It, yeah but whenever i'm upset or whenever i'm down about something i will eat yeah. a lot uh, so it goes either way for me, I guess, sometimes. Kind it's something that day. I'm trying to work on, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are as well. I don't even think a lot of people know that it's a problem yeah. up until it really, really becomes one. Mm-hmm. But And then another two things that people said that they don't like to use as coping mechanisms. One is being alone, which, again, depends on the person you are, and talking about it, which depends on the person you are. Mm-hmm. So... When I'm stressed about something, I like to talk about it cause, and, like, come up with a plan on how I'm going to deal with it. But I also, like, I, I don't have anxiety. So, like, I like can't really talk to people that have anxiety. Um, I think for me, uh, I went through a really, really rough patch not that long ago. Uh, and I didn't like to be alone. Being alone was the worst possible thing I could do. When you are with people, they can distract you. You can mm-hmm. have distractions, and that is another way of avoiding and avoidance. Yeah. But now I'm at the point where I'm trying to learn to be okay with being yeah. alone and being in my own skin and being by myself. And it is such a hard process, especially at the age that I'm at, mm-hmm. and not being able to just sit in my room with myself and my thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a hard process to kind of understand because the thoughts the like intrusive thoughts that you can have and the feelings that you have are so overwhelming they've been bottled up for so long and they've just been pushed to the back of your head and shoved down because you're just with everybody you're with people and you're having a good time and now you have to learn how to deal with how to actually deal with emotions it's scary it's actually like so scary being alone whenever your thoughts are so overwhelming overwhelming like that it's like not even that i like i've never struggled with like self-harming or anything but being alone with your thoughts whenever you're you're an anxious person or you have anxiety is it's really scary i mean i used to have problems breathing you know like i used to always be surrounded by people too like around quarantine started and like for those two years up until a couple months ago, I couldn't be by myself. I hated being by myself because I would just be stuck with, like, dealing with my thoughts. Right. I think, Tara, uh, something that I learned, though, being alone for a couple of months and actually dealing with this, um, something that I have gained from sitting in my room just with me and myself and my thoughts is that you can become one with your sadness and only then you can move on from it and you can grow from it once you recognize why you're sad what you're sad from and once you become one with it then you can move on and try and better yourself so I don't know that's something that I've gained being by myself for the past mm-hmm. couple I, of months the process. I, yeah I prefer being alone now actually it's kind of <laughs> crazy to me because now I feel like I'm kind of on my own kind of path right now like I 
really focused on myself. I'm doing really well. Mm, And I feel like, not that, not that anybody's holding me back or anything, but I, I do feel like I don't, like, nobody really gets the mindset that I have right now of, like, just being better and just working so hard all the time. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I just, I think sometimes being with people now, like, makes me anxious because I'm thinking of all the things that I could be doing that yeah. are, are more beneficial, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, everyone gets anxious or nervous or stressed about anything, but there's a difference between having, sh- struggling with the discomfort or be feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed and just finding a way to cope with what you're feeling and, or... And there's the difference between being anxious and having anxiety. So hopefully uh, you guys either learned something today or thought about something a little differently or just or was took like, something out of it. Or Yeah, took something out of it. Um, if you're struggling with anxiety, <coughs> talk to your doctor or a trusted adult or just a friend to maybe help come up with a plan or educate yourself, yeah, research learn it. more about it and just try to find the best way for you because you're not alone there's a lot of people that struggle with it i want to say thank you to maddie and tara for joining me and talking to me about anxiety i'm grace and you're listening to amazing verse